We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We're the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners Podcast. Agro joined by Barracuda as per usual. Thanks for tuning in. Can you guys believe that it's the last episode of 2020 already? Um, we're getting close to Christmas time. I'm traveling back to Pittsburgh to spend some time with my family, uh, so I will be unable to do it. But, uh, Barra, this is our second to last podcast before Worlds. How does that make you feel? Sad. Weird, actually, because I was really nervous to do the podcast anyways, like mm-hmm. this whole year. Mm-hmm. And then on the first episode, I've talked about this before on my stream. But I almost didn't want to do the podcast because I was so nervous that I'd be very bad at it. Really? And I didn't even know people... this. Yeah. And, wait, really? I thought I told you. Or you said to you that you were it. nervous about it, but whatever story you're telling that you told on stream, I don't think I've uh, I've heard. Yeah, I was really nervous. The first episode, I couldn't calm down for like 15 or like 30 minutes. <laughs> I was like, my heart was just pounding through my chest the whole time. I and mean, I hope you still don't feel that way. I don't. I'm completely calm. <laughs> right now, I don't feel anything. It's a lot like Smite. You know, some of my podcast episodes are going to be good. Some are going to be less good. And yeah. you, know, you just <laughs> go in accepting that and everything gets better. I haven't slept all in five days now. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, I streamed for 11 hours. Today, I'm about to stream for 10 hours, like combined yeah. total. So yeah. uh, we're, we're here for it. Wow, that is that is being on the grind. That's uh, mm-hmm. that that's what we like to see. Um, well, the big news of the week is that we just got done watching the SWC wildcard round. Uh, that is where the best teams from uh, the Smite Challenger circuit and the Open circuit competed to get a shot at Worlds. Only one team from each region. If you missed it, you can go to Smite VOD and and watch it all. We're we'll also be putting out a little recap video on the Smite Pro YouTube, but. Um, the big news is that uh, Belt Slap won Europe as expected, but mm-hmm. not in the way that we expected. They got pushed to five games by the Snake Pit. Snake Pit being a genetics team um, that we knew would be pretty good, uh, but not um, maybe not as good as we thought. That set to me, Barra, looked... That set was long. It was very European, you know, very mm-hmm. uh, slow action. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the, the overall meta 
a little bit later, but for belt slap in particular, what were some of the things that you saw them doing that you think could make them uh, difficult opponents? Because you you guys actually play belt slap, right? That uh, mm-hmm. is that uh, yeah, it was announced. It was announced. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, otherwise, I would have just announced it right now. Um, yeah, Dory Hazer did that on my stream. Oh, perfect. Thanks, Hazer. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, so you guys will be playing Belt Slap as SSG as the top seed, uh, mm-hmm. number three. They got to choose the winner, or they got to choose which wildcard winner they went up against. They went up against the NA one. What did you see from Belt Slap from uh, from watching their games? What are some of the takeaways you had? Well, I'm going to be honest. I didn't get to watch the finals because I was doing the charity stream. Oh, that's right. Well, we got to pack. And... We got we to gotta say thank you to everybody uh, from, oh, the, yeah. from the Smite Community and Prediction, uh, everything like that. Prediction set us up with the Humane Society. Mm-hmm. They're doing their December Dash event this weekend in order to uh, raise money for a lot of great causes like stopping puppy mills and trophy hunting and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And our community kind of pogged off, Barrel. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> what, what amount did you end up raising? uh 2450 that is absolutely insane i did a very short uh completely unplanned unannounced stream (laughs) on friday night and uh our community raised a thousand dollars on friday 2450 on saturday so nearly 3500 dollars uh to the humane society uh so thank you everybody who uh who was able to to help there and participate um think you can go go ahead I set my limit to 500, or like my goal, sorry. I set yes. my goal to 500. Uh, idiotic thing to do with the Smite community. Yes, very dumb. I, I did the same thing. for, for what I, Mine was I even worse. Was gonna... Mine was oh yeah, worse. you said yours to 100. I said mine right? to $100, and get this. Before I was in my first game, someone donated $100 by themselves. Yep. Shout out to Forever from uh, from the uh, from my stream community. Uh, he, he instantly hit the goal in the first three minutes of me being live. And I was like, I have made a great, great, but like, it's awkward, man. You don't want to put it too high. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the worst thing that you can do. Not hitting the goal is fine, but you don't want to be at like a hundred out of 800. You know, that, that was my worry. Um, so I stand by shooting lower is better, but, uh, I definitely shot. I I definitely went too low. You definitely went too low. I think I should have done like a thousand. And I also should have spread out my incentives because I did every fifty dollars, and we hit one thousand in first hour. I yeah, think yeah, that was a big mistake by you for sure. And so I had to eat lots of pickles. Uh, Destiny put they? makeup on me. Disgusting. I don't know if you know how much I hate pickles. I hate pickles. But I a lot. hate pickles. They're gross. And I you ate. I eat says? them. You know what everyone says? They go, you get a Chick-fil-A sandwich from like catering or something like that. And there are always pickles on it. And they go, oh, just pull the pickles off. These people Dude, don't get that there, well, there's a ton of residue there. It's it's like poisoned everything that it touches. Right. It's, it's sogged into the bread, into the, yeah. into the chicken. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do. Nope. And it just sits there and you have to either avoid it. Or put up with a bite that you know you're not going to like. And it's dead set. And you, yep. And you can't just like throw it away because like, nope. you don't want to waste food. Right. Right. Uh, you feel yeah. bad about it. It's Back tough, when man. you see a lot of fast food, that would annoy me so bad because I would always be like, no pickles, no ketchup, no nope. mustard. And it would just come ketchup, mustard, pickles. Oh, no. And I'm like, can't eat it. I, I would force myself to just not enjoy it because i was raised to not throw away food (laughs) i think didn't we uh didn't we talk about this last time uh that we did the ama episode look if you if something like pickles sure you can take it off it is gonna it is gonna be there's gonna be some residue but it's not gonna Mm -hmm. ruin the whole sandwich most likely but if you didn't want ketchup or mustard and they're putting both on there you can't i would send that back dude i would i wouldn't be able to stop myself i wouldn't be able to eat it I was younger and I would just put up with it and accept it and Push be like, over. okay, you win. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, no, pickles are gross. Oh. Um, how, what was the other, I, there was something I wanted to watch you do for your incentives that I missed. What, what were some of the other incentives? Um, I still have to play a scary game on stream. I'm going to schedule that for a different day and go through like a whole playthrough. Cause we had, I had to watch the wild cards and then like right when the, the game before the actually no we watched semis or loser bracket finals whatever right and then during the finals we did all that stuff and um gotcha what i um, don't remember how do you like cucumbers by the way because i do like cucumbers 
I like them on salads. Yeah. I like them in small portions. I think Agreed. if I was biting just in a, into a raw cucumber, mm-hmm. I would not enjoy it at all. But in small amounts in like a salad or like, okay, I like homemade pickles. I've had them at um, Ted's Montana Grill and those are pretty good. Interesting. But I haven't tried those. Maybe I'd give them a shot. I love that place, by the way. Bison Burgers, oh, so good. Yeah, Bison Burgers are really good. Oh, yeah, Jake Toast. Uh, I, oh. remember, I wanted to see you eat that. Describe what Jake Toast is, number one, and then give me your review. Okay, so I've had Jake Toast twice now. Okay. It is first layer toast, second layer crunchy peanut butter, um, third layer rice, and then I think... The fourth layer is the egg. I get the egg and the rice mixed up. Okay. Um, I feel like the egg would have to be on top. Yeah, I, I would just, I think so. And then it's a fried egg okay. or runny egg. Um, and I had it yesterday. It wasn't actually that bad when it was warm. Mm. And when I made it earlier for myself, it was not great, which might just be to my level as a chef, a chef that Destiny just <laughs> makes better food because she made it yesterday and it was actually not that bad. Okay. Destiny. Oh, yeah. And sriracha sauce. Sorry. And sriracha okay. sauce. Okay. Um, drizzled across the top. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But once that thing gets cold, man, it is disgusting. That, uh, and, and Jake eats that literally every day is what you said, right? That is his one meal of the day. He only eats one meal a day? Yep, he's efficient, I think, is what he said. Gamers, dude. I don't... I don't get it. I just... I, just, just eat eat normally. At me as well, for the record. Um, but that's it. Sam, Sam for Soccer is in the chat saying, peanut butter and rice is a combo. Um, it is. It is? I was going to roast him. Yeah. No, I think, like, peanuts in... Is very common in Asian food. I don't know if, yeah, like, peanuts, you're peanut literally... Butter. I don't know if yeah, you're ever dipping your rice in peanut butter. Like, Weird. you know, just like, <laughs> here's my sauce. Yeah, like, that's uh, what I'm thinking. I don't know, man. Peanut oh, butter is really it. good, and rice is really good. It does remind me of that uh, of that one famous Reddit thread where it's like the guy would try anything and then try it with rice to see if ri- he, his theory was that rice improved anything. And so people would just, you don't know what I'm talking about? You're giving me a face mm, right now. Never heard of that. This is like one of the most famous Reddit threads of all time. It's great. I'll try and find it and link it to you uh, afterwards because it's hilarious. He literally is it just an like, old one? Yeah, it's really old. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's just like he'd, he'd give it a rating. It'd be like 8 out of 10, 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. with rice. And <laughs> it's just like really funny. I don't know. I, I, there's some weird stuff in there that apparently gets better with rice overall. Rice does probably improve just about anything. I made that rice. That sounds like something uh, Jake would do. Like, make the Reddit thread. Yeah. And they'd be like, you know, rice improves everything. Here's my results. Here's my studies. Yeah, that does seem like a Jake. It is Jake energy, for sure. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be the most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. It's their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. 
You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, let's get back to what we were actually going to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, belt slap, what did you see? I don't think they looked as bulletproof and scary as I've heard everyone in the community talk about them being like this like top tier team because I've never heard so much about an SML team as I have this year about belt slap not even trying to like yeah exaggerate here no, I've just right. heard non-stop things about belt slap this year yep and they, they just didn't look every split I'm pretty perfect. sure they won every single mm-hmm. playoff event um they dropped one set to the poppies in phase mm-hmm. two playoffs. I want to say, I want to say that's the only set they lost all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it makes and sense just... that they've gotten a lot of hype for, for those of you who might not have watched any uh, SCC belt slap is a European team comprised of Arkill, tricks, tank, Johnny zeros and Julio. So obviously mm-hmm. star studded, but yep. for me, I think the vet, like there is such a wide gap between the best SCC teams and the worst SPL teams. And it's like, and the reason that exists is not because the talent level, obviously the talent level of that belt slap roster is good enough to compete. Most of them are SPL and everyone thinks that Mm -hmm. Johnny and Julio can compete at the SPL level, but it's the, it's the quality of your consistent practice is so is the, by far the most important factor for how good you are as a team, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, that is number one. Um, and they do, in Europe right now, they just don't have that many good practice partners to go up against. And I think that that just hamstrings them for being where the meta needs to be. Now, maybe they could come up with a meta and they just come out and look so good that everyone will adjust to them. But that's mm-hmm. the best case scenario for them because if they have to adjust to SBL Meadow on the fly, uh, bless up. Yeah, which is like the old school kind of NA versus EU, like which meta will be better whenever we come to land, who's going to have to adjust to who. Yep. And I feel like now that we constantly play against Europeans and have a better understanding of their play style and how they want to play the game, it's just not that big shock factor from before. Also, um, Johnny and Zeros have been queuing a lot of NA ranked, so they're kind of giving us a lot of practice against them mm. and the styles of games that they want to play. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Zeros I think the other day in ranked, and I appreciated him very much for it. Yeah, and I don't think Zeros, like you said, can like evolve too much in Europe because they're just hamstringed over there. Right. Like it's just, I like part of me loves the SPLs here, but I miss the whole, like flying over to land and just these big land events, like every three or four months where like everyone comes together and it's just like so much hype there. Yep. I do. I do enjoy it now. And it's obviously the most competitive smite has ever been by far, by far, not close. But, like, the whole NA versus EU, like, energy, I guess. like It was fun. I kind of wish Smite was, like, big enough to where NA had, like, its own SPL, like, thing, like, local, and then EU has its own local. Right. And I don't know if that will ever happen, but... It would be yeah. sick. It would be unquestionably would be. amazing. I've been watching a lot of Old Worlds games for a project that I can't talk too much about. You guys will see it sooner rather than later. Um, and man, dude, so many of those old sets were like, so were so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched all of C9 energy or Epsilon as I do every so often. Um, and it was good. It was good. You were kind of pocket off in that set, Barry. Let me tell you. I've heard so many people say that is the best set of all time or LG versus it energy. Is. No, the it's, next year. No, it's C9 Epsilon because yeah. no set, because no set has ever had that much hype coming mm-hmm. in and then actually delivered. And I think that's a mm-hmm. huge part of it. Now, if you're going back and what, you know, if you're a recent Smite fan, you haven't seen some of these iconic sets throughout time, maybe you could find a more competitive one, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. The games, but- I will say the games were very snowball-y uh, 
in in that C9 Epsilon set, except for game one, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, where you guys came back in that game. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure every other game was pretty one-sided. Watching the plays that happen back then are just so different. Just the way you move yeah. around the map and the way people totally are different. caught out of position. It's just a less respectful version of Smite. Yep. Where now everyone's used to like after an objective teams looking for a pick on a corner yeah. and back then you could just make so many different plays and do so many different things where now everyone's just so used to it like yeah it it's so hard to it is so crazy how snowbally the games were man i mean you would like it was not uncommon to have like a 14k lead at 18 minutes like you could <laughs> really just gun teams down once you got ahead uh, on that map in particular Mm-hmm. Um, dude, and I was rewatching the LG, your LG energy set season three. And I was like, dude, they are owning this game. What happens? And then you go and do that gold fury where they chase you down and kill you. And it would, cause you would have been up two zero in the set. That was game two. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And I was like, man, I remember watching this live and being like, why did they do that gold? And I'm watching it again, and I'm, it's like I'm watching a train wreck in slow motion. I'm like, oh, don't do it, man. But yeah, don't remember that gold, I'll be honest. You would if you watched it back, I promise. Dude, you guys were in a commanding position. Like, you had that really? game. If you had gotten your backs off that game, you win that set. I literally, I, like, I think it's that, I think it's that clear. Um, Dang. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I watched so many games in a short period of time. I literally watched like 30 Smite games in the last 24 hours. So don't, so I'm not exactly sure that this is true. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure they Yanis sniped you. Uh, they like Yanis sniped to the gold and brought everybody. I you would I think you would either just gotten mid Phoenix or like just pushed to the to mid Phoenix and they oh, dropped their whole team to gold instead of you guys resetting. You tried to do the gold. And yeah, you guys, I actually remember three that. Three of you died, and then you lost left Phoenix off of it. Well, I think it was because our retreat path was so bad. Yes. I think I remember that. Well, because... you should have done the gold either. The gold was was what kept you there long enough for that to, to Yeah. Um, like, I, I remember our comms being like, we can do gold, and then everyone should stick together on the way out. And I think, didn't Zeno just instantly die? Yeah, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you lost, yeah. you know, you were like one of the only people to live. It was like mm-hmm. you and one other person. I think it was like you and Jeff or you and Baskin. Yep. Um, you mean scary? Oh, yeah, scary. Uh, or maybe it was yeah. Mask. Because I think that, I think you actually just straight up lost off of it. Did they just march down left Phoenix and end from there? Because then like Mask died not. defending left Phoenix. I don't know. It was heartbreaking, bro. I watched it, it again and I was like, also, it is so funny how... Like caster bias, something everyone talks about. But I'm when I'm listening back to Energy's or Epsilon C9, Barton DM are like straight up mad when when Epsilon start winning. Like I can feel it. I can feel it in their like in their energy. And I was like, man, they really wanted you guys. Oh, to win. I can feel it. Yeah, I think game three was the uh, adapting Finner and Jeff not getting beads on Terra. Yep, I think that was literally the whole game. Yeah, and then game five was Demi getting a three-man tier push. Dude, and... it was right off mask getting a really good ult, too. And you guys were about to, like, you're going to kill someone. And then Demi just hits the world's best fearless and ends the whole game. And you're like, all right, I guess. <laughs> like, oh, I was talking about, like, level one. I think we level one invaded. Oh, oh, I'm thinking and of a different game. And then three-man fearless. Oh, yeah, that, that shouldn't happen. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, the, uh, it was, like, a mid-tier one. Mask gets, like, a big ult. Dude, mask popped that set for the record like mm-hmm. he was doing so well uh when he, when mask is passionate and focused he is like i think probably the best jungler in north america if he has that kind of mindset and drive yeah i think i think i would say mask is the second best jungler na's ever had behind scream Obviously, this year has been a rough one for Scream. Yeah, I was gonna say, you can, dude, you can't argue Scream. with a resume. You can't argue with a resume for Scream, mm-hmm. though. I mean, he he's been on a top team for so long in NA. Uh, this year, uh, aside, uh, Scream, I think, is undoubtedly the best jungler in NA. Trust uh, me, all time. When you have a career, like you know, you have some bad years. Yep, you just put him behind you and keep going. Yep. 
Sam is upset that he's not number one NA. Sam, you've literally played for like two years, bro. Like, we're talking, uh, we're talking over a longer period no. of time here, bud. I actually thought about that in the formation of my sentence. And you know what made me not be number one, Sam? Oh, you man. killing me as in Thantos between, yep, between my towers. Yep. I'm hand off the keyboard looking at my chat, man. I'm playing ranked. Like, just, just don't do this to me, man. It's messed up. Messed Let up. me relax. Sam says that focus up. I mean, it's okay, bro. I don't know how you come back from that one, Barry. He kind of got right. you there. Kind of got so you. So back there. to belt slap. Yeah, back to um, belt slap. We we have been very focused. Very uh, focused. I think we should three zero them if we do our prep correctly, and we yeah, I agree with that. have to be ready for any like wild things that they do. But based off our scrims this year. Everyone's been trying like different starts and weird things to kind of mix up what's happening. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they can't do anything that I'm not already prepared for or that we've tried ourselves. How about it was worse in Europe than it was in NA, but I feel like there's a good point to talk a little bit of what we saw in meta. Um, healers, bro. My goodness. I mean, it, in Europe, it was even worse, dude. There was one game that was like, Afro Hell Kali Guan. Um, what? Oh, not on the same team. Okay. Uh, Afro and <laughs> Hell might have been. Genetics ran Afro support. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> I don't know if it was. No, it was Chonga. I think they had Chonga. The other team had Hell or something like I don't know. It was nuts. It was disgusting. I didn't want to watch. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What, what do you. Obviously, I don't want to hear your plans on how you combat that in competitive because. You know, I don't want you to tip your hand, but if you're, if you, what advice would you give to ranked players right now? Because after this team in ranked, I think Changa, everything is, is, is going way up. Um, mm -hmm. what, um, what do you expect? Uh, to, what do you hope that ranked players will learn to, uh, to combat all the healing? Just go play World of Warcraft for a while. Okay. All right. But what if they don't have a WoW subscription? You know, they're playing the Smite free-to-play game, better game. Uh, that's that's just kind of how it goes. Um, mm -hmm. What do you uh, what do you give us? Give us some advice, Bear. Come on. Google top free games. Okay, man. <laughs> also buy gems while you're at it. I gotta I gotta balance out the energy. Man. I gotta I gotta keep people. I gotta keep it here. You know. Um, I hate healer meta. Retweet. I think healer. No meta one should like it. Yeah, it, it's not fun to watch, it's no. not fun to play as, Definitely and it's not, not fun to practice against. Sure not. And it's not fun to play versus. Like, Correct. Dude, everything about healer meta is not fun. You stinky. have to buy Ankh. Yep. Wait, what? I said stinky in order to like, uh, reinforce that it was stinky. The MLC stealth insult. Um, well. You have to buy Ankh, you have to buy Brawlers, you have to buy Divine. And sometimes if the team fight goes long enough, you think you need another Ankh. Yep. And if you're diving the healer and you don't kill them, you lost. You lost. Yep. So you better hope that your three frontliners are working perfectly together. Yep. Or you lose. Yep. That's fantastic. Feels what good. a great meta. That's just so cool. Especially when the healer is like a hell and can also two shot you going into the mid game. Yo, I hate hell so much, man. She might be the worst of all of them. She might be. Because she does one-shot you. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, yeah really my, cool character. My advice, obviously the same as Barra's, the big thing for me is that I think it does dictate what gods you can pick. If you mm -hmm. pick Giannis in your games, you're trolling. Because you can't build Divine on that character and do his job. You can't build... Uh, you, can't, oh. you can't play Scylla. Because if you're... You can buy Divine there, but it's, it, it doesn't feel that great. It does change who I think you can play. Gods like Thoth, I think, go up in value. Um, gods mm. like Agni. Gods who can easily apply Divine Ruin over a large area without committing their whole kit is, uh, is really, really important. Um, so don't be picking... Well, you should be picking Zeus either way. But um, <laughs> gods like that, like Baron, who, who is getting more popular in mid, who I love, um, unplayable in my mind because you bailed divide on that guy and he hits oh. one dude like that's all he hits i don't know i guess he, he heals himself so 
I think Baron's sick. I love Baron. He's good. He's got I good matchups. He's real, dude. I will say, I love playing Baron against Raw. Like Baron Raw, <laughs> you're you're just kind of toast in that matchup if you're the Raw. Um, but otherwise, he's also got some really bad matchups. <laughs> yes, dude. If you yeah, you just can't play against a lot of guys. Into a few mages, into a few frontliners. You know, you gotta just get ran over. Listen, a few junglers too. Here's what I'll tell you, chat. If I'm 10th pick in the lobby and I'm playing mid, I am itching to play either Baron or Hades if it's the right game. Hades also dumpers on healers, dude. My man. Like, Hades mid, if you have the right matchups, mm-hmm. love it. It's so good. Um, those, those are some gods that you could probably work on if, uh, if you're looking for some off-meta stuff that I think is there. But don't pick anything against Hell because Hell is um, unbeatable against all gods. As far Just ban it. And Chonga. Um, everyone's banning Raw. I think I'd rather play against Raw. I'd re- I'd rather play against Raw 100 games in a row than play against Chonga twice. Wow. I hate Chonga. That's... What about Hell? I'd rather, pl- I'd rather play against Raw 100 times than play against Hell once. Yeah. 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 A lot of Raws... I feel the same way about Raw that I feel about Yumoja. If you can't play Raw, don't play Raw. Yep. Okay. And there's a big difference between the people slamming the buttons and hitting everything and having good positioning than the guy combat healing and is way out of position. Dude, uh, Sally brings right. up in the chat, uh, Hades Jungle needs to make a return. I was talking about this with the casters the other day. I think Hades is one like jungle-specific buff away from being a legitimately sick jungler. Like, what is he? What is What makes him a bad jungler? I think it's just long CDs. I think that's basically it. His jungle yeah. clear is, like, good. If you took, like, two seconds flat off of his three, he'd be a sick jungler. Just walking around, can't clearing camps. His ganks you, are good. So you have to auto-attack? Yeah. How many times... Or how many, uh... Like, if you hit, like, early mid-game, mm-hmm. do you have to hit every thing with an auto attack do you have to do like three autos before you can go on to the next one uh probably only two i would say okay. like through them once you have boots in like a tier two of bancroft or something like that um mm-hmm. you're good what's his ganking potential you auto blink like so that you get there as your auto hits there you two and three and they die and then they beads and they dash and or jump and then you dash them and ult them and they die i feel like his ganks are only good if you're ganking them in a wave I don't think so. He doesn't like you're not trying to solo them if you're ganking most of the time, right? Like you just need to set up for your for your laners. He's not going to be your hard carry jungler, but he is so nuts in team fights at times and in the right against the right picks. Mm-hmm. He's got a two second fear, you guys. How does the or silence? I mean, it's a worst case silence. Silence is OP. I've been on the Hades train for like a year and a half. That now. god like is last year. so close to being like one of the best gods in the whole game. Yeah. Not kidding. We, I even I think I got Andy to play Hades ADC yeah. back or last year because I was like, this character has to be good in 1v1s. Like, yeah. literally has to be. And it was in, like, the Assassin Mage Man. I was like, can you just kill them? Yeah. You can. And Andy fragged with it. Dude. There you go. There you go. Hades is the pick. Uh, let's talk a little bit about NA as well. Um, it was uh, the Xbox boys, uh, Mind the Gap, who... Uh, Ended up winning it. That was Crimson, Griff, Layers, Quig, and Wolves. Um, it, it's so funny. It was them against Solar Patrol's team, Spreed, in the finals. Mm-hmm. Spreed had won that matchup every single time they faced, except for the finals today. They played like <laughs> four times during the regular season, lost them all. Mind the Gap did. They played them earlier in the tournament, got knocked to loser's bracket from it, and then they 3 0 them in the finals in order to, in order to go to world. So I guess turning it up when it matters most. Um, what did you see from, uh, from that mind the gap team? I, okay. I was mainly focusing on Sot's team. Sot's team just kept diving so poorly. Yep. And mind the gap was playing from, from a top top perspective, mind the gap was playing like five players and Sot's team was playing, like two people were in comms and the rest weren't. Yep. And that's no offense to like their front line, but Sod and Heed were just like diving so hard so many times and 
I just feel like their back line was always playing like catch up or like chase. And they just kept trying to find their front line who was like diving so deep. I don't know. It just looks so disjointed. Yep. They were definitely on different pages. Mind the Gap just looked like five cohesive players that were playing really well together. Yep. And yeah, it just uncoordinated, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, agreed. Um, Gajay obviously had a sick event. He looked really, really good the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Sot showed me a lot in jungle in terms of um, his god pool and the way he was going to play in more competitive settings. I liked what I saw from him. Obviously, in the finals, they got a little bit out of whack, but it, it was really, really mm-hmm. good from them all weekend. I was really impressed with Spreen, their mid laner. Um, yep, agreed who I thought was kind of just going to be along for the ride when you've got guys like Guy J and, and Solar Patrol on your mm-hmm. team. But I thought he really was a big part of uh, of when they were playing well. So I was really impressed with him. But on the other side, bro, this is not news to anybody who, who has heard me talk about it for a while. I'm a Krim fanboy, dude. That dude is sick. Like, he's, yeah. he's just nuts. I, I really think that he could get a shot at SPL if mid wasn't so stacked right now, which it kind of is, so it's kind of unlucky for him. But... I think he's the real deal. Layers is obviously the real deal. Um, with well, right, so I think Layers is going to be in SPL next year. I think, yeah, I think Layers is going to be in SPL as well. I think he's, uh, I think he's ready to take that next step. Griff really impressed me. Uh, this yeah, weekend. he was really. I, I don't really know that much about Griff, but yeah. I was very shocked at how well he was playing. Yeah, Griff's a Griff's a really good player. He's been a little bit inconsistent, I thought, um, mm-hmm. but. This whole weekend, I thought he played absolutely lights out. Wolves stepped up. Yep. Quig played a lot better. Um, yeah, that team's sick, dude. They're, they're really good. Um, excited to see what they can do at Worlds. How do you like their matchup against SSG? I'm glad I'm playing Belt Slap. And I hope that doesn't get clipped if we lose. But <laughs> It will now. I'm it might not have before, but now it will. Glad I'm playing Belt Slap. I think Mind the Gap looked really really good not to say the belt top didn't i just think i don't know if it's like an naeu thing or something sure. in my main it's probably my, part of it here's what i'll right. say and i don't even think this is that hot of a take if ssg played like they did play like they did at playoffs oh no they could they could very easily lose very easily it. lose they could they've got to play better than what they did now if ss if ssg <laughs> plays anything like they did during the regular season mind the gap is toast Right, like yeah. it, because every team is toast. SSG is that good. I don't want to undersell that team at all. I think they are Pretty safe. Yeah, they are really. They have they have legitimate world champion. Like if they say that not making it to finals is a disappointment for them on the year, I get it. Like I think they are finals bound if they play as well as they can, mm-hmm. as they normally do. But if they if they play as poorly as they did at playoffs, and, it, and it's only one best of five, no double elim which I like for the record, got to show up and play on that, on that day. They've got to, they've got to be worried about this mind the gap team. They can't overlook them. Yep. I completely agree. Dude, I'm they getting looked- amped up already, bro. World is going to be so nuts. Okay. Real quick. I need to rant. Yeah, please. Actually, Should I take a bite? I've here. got my dinner right here. No, no, please rant. I've got my dinner. I'll take a bite. Go ahead. Winter dogs. Yeah. And what are you doing? Who knows? I am so disappointed in you. I'm literally a disappointed father right now because I know those players are so good and I know they can play so much better than they did. And like, what happened? Why execution, like playmaking style, overall plan making in general, so one dimensional, like, yeah, Andy's team. Yeah, Andy and Aqua, my boys, my children. Look, man, that team gets in there. I have never seen a, seen a team get in there as much as that team gets in there. And it was like they get there, they get to the destination. It's like, what are we doing here? I don't know. We're, we're at this red buff. We're at this purple buff. There's a Thor dunking us. Weird. Mind blown. <laughs> I think they are really close to being. They, they have half the equation complete. They understand what their game plan is, and they've all bought in really hard to it. And then the yeah, other half of the equation in. is 
understanding what the enemy team is going to do based on what you're doing. And there is nothing here. Like if we're talking like, <laughs> like, you know, we're allocating points. It's all in buying in. They all bought in. And I think that, I think that the way that they, they play and the theory that they came up with on how to play the game can work. I, like I'm about it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that style can work, but you have to be ready for what the enemy is going to do to you. And they just, it's almost like they said, if we do what we want to do, it won't matter what the enemy team does. Yep. And that's just not true. Uh, so that's, they were close. Um, the way I thought I was they were either going to come in and they were going to 2-0, 20-minute games, everybody, mm-hmm. or they were yep. going to have what happened happen. And, and those were the only two options for that team. They just look lost. Like they did the... Two men start in duo and then straight to red, but then they got to red and it was like, what are we doing now? Yep. And then like the ADC would just go back to duo and then they would like three man fight awkwardly at the red buff. Sometimes they would get it, sometimes they wouldn't. And then they were at the purple, basically every respawn. Yep. But it was like the overall plan for what happens at the purple, because obviously they're going to defend it because it's such a scripted play. Like, there was no, like, afterthought there. Yeah. And I, like, they just should have been playing so much better, man. Like, I know. Uh, Feels it's bad. just painful. They were not the winner dogs uh, on that day. That's for sure. Um, so, again, to recap, the uh, the SWC wild cards, Mind the Gap comes out of North America. They will be playing against SSG. Belt Slap plays, uh, comes out of Europe and plays against the Renegades. All of that starting January 5th uh, for the placement round at Worlds. It's going to be sick. World's going to be nuts. I can't wait. Um, The other thing that I wanted to talk about on today's show, because this is our last show of 2020, is that this is going to be our last show before uh, before Christmas. Hanukkah is going on right now. So happy Hanukkah Mm -hmm. to everybody who celebrates. Um, What are. uh, You're a Georgia boy, so this feels weird, because for me, Christmas, I associate with like snow and cold Uh and like all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that you you don't like it. Snow is not like a thing for you. We I think we've had one snowy Christmas. I want to say that's crazy. Like Dude, where you Christmas can go outside snow is the best. Like when when I say snow, it's like there's like more than an inch on the ground. Right. Right. <laughs> like you can maybe like build a snowman out of that, and like you can maybe slide down a hill. Who? big but it's not like anything crazy no it's not like we're getting like six six inches or more i think we might have gotten like two or three one year i think i remember a year on my birthday we got like three inches of snow that was awesome. awesome yeah that must have been sick i was super young and i was just so happy i was like yes i get to go play in the snow on my birthday and i just ran outside you know fully equipped and you know i had some fun and yeah, there's not really any snow, like, ever, ever here. Ever. ever. Nope. Sucks. Actually, that's not true. In Georgia, well, since I've been here, there has historically been, like, one snow a year yeah. that's, like, two inches. And it shuts down the city for days because they're not equipped. Was it Season 3 Worlds? Yeah, Season Sorry, 3 Worlds. Sorry, a little off topic, but... Freezing, dude. It was like that. Yeah. It was like that. Oh, no, it was Season... When was that? It was Season... I it was 3. Four, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Pretty sure it was season four, because I don't think it was my first Worlds, but maybe it was that I worked. Um, but yeah, there was one Worlds where it was like freezing rain, and it was <laughs> so cold. It was so bitter cold. And I was so worried about my, my vocal cords, because going from warm to cold to warm is really bad for your vocal cords. But being outside oh. is just kind of bad for your vocal cords, but that's kind of the way it goes. It's one of the reasons why I really don't like having worlds in January is because I have to, I go home to visit my family and I'm so worried about my vote. It's like vocal hygiene is what it's called. Like making sure your vocal cords are taken care of. And I'm so paranoid all the time about losing my voice because I really don't um, want to want to lose my voice for world. So I like, I have a scarf on at all times. I'm like chugging warm tea constantly. It's a, it's a pain. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude, it, keeping keeping care of your vocal cords is uh is important in the business for sure. Um, but uh, do you remember? Do you have a favorite Christmas present you've ever gotten? Um, 
I don't know if I have a favorite present. I will say Christmas for my family has always been like a big thing. Yep. And my family, we would make Christmas lists and they would just kind of, we would get like a limit of dollars for that year. And they would just buy us anything within like that dollar range. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think I have a favorite gift because kind of every Christmas when I was younger was just amazing. Like spending time with my family and just, I think Christmas is by far my favorite time of year. It's the best. It's everyone's happy, man. Like the energy on that day is truly different than any other day during the entire year. Like birthdays, anniversaries, nothing even comes close to a Christmas morning. Yep. And I will stand on that hill and I'll probably die on that hill. Nothing, dude. Nothing, nothing matches, dude. When I was young, I, my wife makes fun of me because I fall asleep. As soon as my head hits the pillow, I am asleep within two minutes every night. Like I'm very lucky in that regard (laughs) that I do not stay up. But when I was and that was the case when I was younger too, but Christmas Eve night, I literally could never sleep. I was too excited every single night, uh, every single Christmas Eve night. And I would be so exhausted all Christmas because I'd like stay up all night because I just yep. couldn't. Um, but I still feel that uh, still feel that excitement for sure. I don't think I have a specific favorite Christmas present. It might be um, my dad. Uh, my parents divorced when I was really young. So I would actually I would have, I always had two Christmases growing up. Mm-hmm. We would do Christmas on Christmas, like my Christmas day with my dad would be waking up at his house on Christmas Eve. We do presents and everything like that. And then I'd go to my mom's house, sleep there, have another Christmas on Christmas day. So I was very fortunate in that regard. But my dad one time had the best move, uh, which was, um, we had a PlayStation and I'd asked for some games for, uh, for PlayStation, but the PS2 would just come out, but I didn't, uh, I, I like mentioned that I wanted it, but didn't think I was going to be able to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, and then at the very end, he got me, um, the game that I wanted, but it was for PS2. It was like the newest like football game. And I was like, Oh, you know, thanks so much, dad. But, uh, this is for the PlayStation two. So I, uh, we'll have to, we, you know, we'll have to take it back, but, um, we can get it in PlayStation one. It's not a big deal. It's like, oh, okay, sorry about that. Um, oh, I think there's uh, there's one more present under there. And oh. you know it was a PS2. And I <laughs> lost my damn mind, dude. I was <laughs> pogging off. I literally could have launched into space I pogged off so hard. I was like, what? He totally got me. Because I don't even think he knew the difference between a PlayStation <laughs> and a PlayStation 2. Um, it, was, uh, it was a great memory, for sure. I definitely uh, I remember that quite well. Do you have any... Um, do you have any big, does your family have any big like Christmas traditions um, that your family does like Christmas Eve or anything like that? We, I would say, I don't think we have like traditions, but we always would eat breakfast mm-hmm. and then we would go open presents, which is painful because I don't think, I don't think you've ever been to my like home, like childhood home. Sorry. No. Um, but the living room and the dining room right next to each other. And the dining room, well, you could literally just look into the living room yeah. and see all the presents wrapped up under the tree. And just the excitement that would build knowing that I'm about to get exactly what I have asked for. Just, bro, there's like, there's nothing like a childhood excitement about either a game yeah. or a it. toy or anything that you, I don't even know how to explain it, man. Well, like, because you have no worries, right? Like you don't, yeah. you have so, you have, don't have bills or that, like you know, it's no, like second brain. thought about it. Yeah, it's just like, happiness. you are just the only thing you can think about is how much you want this mm-hmm. toy or something like that, and what yep. you're gonna do with that toy, and how much fun it's gonna be, and like nothing mm-hmm. else conv- like consumes your brain like the drag of adulthood does. So you can just like. <laughs> Embrace. it's always there yeah it's just always there it's it's constantly there um do totally. you remember like first like multiplayer game and just the experiences you would have on that yeah and just how new and fresh everything was yeah i mean, don't get me wrong i still love playing multiplayer games and competing and all of that but there's nothing like just dipping your foot in the water for the first time and playing against people online and like winning 
it's just a different feel. Man, it wasn't my first multiplayer game, but I will never forget uh, waiting outside the GameStop at midnight for Modern Warfare 2, coming oh. home, popping it on, and loading it up for the very first time. Uh, yep. Afghan was the map that I played on. Um, I, my mind was blown at how good the graphics were and, and <laughs> how fun everything was. God, I love Modern Warfare 2 so much. I could do a whole, I could do a whole podcast on Modern Warfare 2. I'm not even kidding. I have hundreds and hundreds of hours in that game. That's when I peaked as a gamer, Barrett, was, was Modern Warfare 2. You didn't know me back then, but uh, I was tearing up the game battle streets, okay? Wait, so was I. Were you, did you guys play Search at all? Uh, yeah. I think we, we only played Search. Uh, then we might have played. My, me and my boys were front page of MW2 uh, Search game battles. Top 25, baby. We were not that good. That's right. <laughs> Told you I peaked. I'll be then, honest. Man. I peaked. We... We were in some tournament. I think it was like a Dr. Pepper tournament. We had two teams because we were farming points. And then the good team started playing. And suddenly we were not like top four anymore. And uh, life got rough after that. <laughs> that was when the first adult despair came in. <laughs> was at that moment. That is too funny. Um, all right. Well, we hope you guys uh, have a great holiday and everything like that. Um, stay safe. Make sure you're being responsible. Going uh, for for me and my family, we're doing a, a very strict bubble, so um, that's what we're mm-hmm. doing to try and stay safe. So definitely, please try and consider that if you uh, if you are planning on seeing family. Regardless, we hope you have a great holiday. Well, what is our next? So our next episode. Let me check the calendar real quick here. Will be the last one for the year. Yeah, January third will be our next episode because I will be gone the next two Sundays. Come back January 3rd, and then the 4th is Worlds. So it gets serious. Do you guys – or Worlds prep, I suppose, because um, it starts on the 5th. So we are going to be uh, – our next episode will be breaking down Worlds, what we think. Um, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a good time. Dude, and you guys are going to find out Season 8 stuff, so we can talk about that afterwards. Let's go. This is going to be big. Wait, when? We always do stuff revealed at Worlds. Oh, I thought you meant for the podcast before Worlds. I was like, what? No, no, no. no, no. After Worlds. We'll, oh, be able okay, to talk. Okay, World, we'll be able to dedicate an episode of Worlds. We'll be able to dedicate episodes, I'm sure, to, uh, to Season 8. It's going to be good. Things are, things, are, things are looking good for us right now. Uh, so hopefully these next two weeks awesome. go by fairly quickly. Thanks again um, for everyone for listening. Make sure you're giving us a rating on... Wait, you have a uh, question? Well, the question was all the Christmas stuff. What do you oh, mean? Favorite okay, present, sorry, family sorry. tradition. Well, that was like a normal question. So. All right. Um, yeah, <laughs> Barry. Here we go. No, 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 no. I don't want it to be weird. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, what do I have on my desk here? For some reason, I have um, some Arby's coupons here on my desk. <clears throat> so uh, what? what's your order at Arby's? Uh, so I got it when I worked at the theater. That was my favorite restaurant. Fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, Arby's is underrated, the... bro. People hate on it. You're wrong. Oh, I think you mean like I'm, no, no, my no, brain. people who are hating. Okay, yeah, yeah, wrong. Arby's is delicious. Probably my third on the third on the tier list of uh, top five fast food restaurants for me. But first, if you sponsor us. But first, if you sponsor us. Yeah. And I think I got two things on the dollar menu. Did they sell what dollar menu? I don't. I don't know. Um, it was like two of like the sandwiches of beef, beef and cheddar. I don't think they had cheese on them. Oh, okay. But the, the classics. Yeah, and I would get like the Arby sauce, drizzle it all over there, and I would get fries and actually two things of the dollar fries, two sandwiches, and then two cups of water. Mm. So I was poor, and I would and buy everything off apparently. the dollar menu and thirsty <laughs> off. Dude, the, the water cups they gave you were like this big. Okay, it was like six inches. Like great, great small. podcast content. Yeah, as always. Yeah, you Gotta can see this. One of those moments. <laughs> Okay, yeah. what's your Arby's order? Uh, I'm a chicken bacon Swiss kind of guy. Um, I love their chicken bacon Swiss sandwiches. No honey mustard because honey mustard's disgusting. And if I'm feeling it, uh, one thing that Arby's has going for them is they have sick sides. You can where are you get out? Where else are you getting mozzarella sticks besides Arby's in a, in a drive-through? <laughs> you know, you're not getting them anywhere. Okay, so I, sometimes I get mozzarella sticks. <laughs> their potato pancakes, like the little hash browns they have, also delicious. Never I love those too. You've never had them? They're great. They're like giant fluffy hash browns, basically. They're they great. had a uh, like an orange creamsicle shake once, and it oh, was yeah. really good. Oh, yeah. 
No, my 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 grandma loves their Jamocha shakes. Uh, mm, she thinks those so things good. are the best. Um, rank fast food top ten next podcast. I again, I could do a whole podcast on fast food. I'm so sure of it. I eat way too much of it, um, and I love it. Like I legitimately love fast food for what it is. Um, See, I hate it, but I could still contribute. I love it. I just can't. I I crave it from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. Always have, and I probably always will. Um, all right, yeah, give us a rating, all that kind of good stuff. Have a great holiday. Oh, yeah. Have a great New Year. Stay safe, everybody. And uh, and we'll see you in 2021. What? Oh, wow. What in the world? Barry? I'll be 30. Oh, my God. You will be 30. All right, 30, 30th birthday podcast back. Let's go. It's going to be a special one. That is going to be nuts. All right, hit him with the last goodbye of 29 <laughs> for you, John. Hit it. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> you put so much pressure. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I can't, I can't so focus. Bear, okay, wait, no, no, I'm not letting you go out like that, okay? I'm not letting okay. you go out, okay? Focus I'm up. too nervous. World My stage. No, no, the world stage. <clears throat> Dude, this is full circle to what we talked about at the very beginning oh. of the podcast. But you're locked in now, okay? You're get, you, you feel nervous, but you've just loaded in, and it's just like every other podcast. All right, hit it. Go ahead. Close my eyes. Okay. <laughs> give, me, give me 30 seconds. All right. Can I talk during the 30 seconds? It's going to be bad podcast content. Sure you can talk in the 30 seconds. <laughs> you look like you're trying not to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> My throat got so dry all of a sudden. I can't be like the bot because it'll just squeak. <laughs> okay, just mute me if you have to. I'm going to talk to chat while, uh, while you're getting ready. So Barra's getting ready. Uh, he's going to deliver an appropriate, not necessarily the best, but we're going to be happy with whatever we get um, out of this buy. He clearly did not mute me because he almost did a spit take. He may have actually done a spit take. He has now walked off the camera. So hopefully he's doing okay. I, I really... swallowed the water. Okay. <laughs> did you spit it out? Yeah. My throat's too tiny. <laughs> with a joke hole that's just for him. That's it. I think you should leave reference, but I changed it because it would have been really weird in that context. Um, I'm sorry to put so much pressure on you, Barry. Are you, are you, you ready now, or do I have to stall more? <laughs> <laughs> I was almost there, man. Could you stop talking? Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm supposed to keep talking or stop talking? Okay, let me mute. Okay, yeah, mute me. That's a good idea. Okay. Mute myself. Okay, he's muted himself. Wait, don't mute oh. yourself. Because then I can't hear you. You have to unmute. He can't hear me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Stop saying here we go. <laughs> I thought you muted me, man. I thought you muted me. I was, yeah. th this podcast literally goes on for hours. It's just this for like the next 45 minutes. It's our longest podcast ever. Everyone looks at their phones and like, why is this podcast so long? It must, it must be this crazy long special podcast. Little do they know it's only the normal 45 minutes and then just another hour and a half of Barra trying to say goodbye. <laughs> No, I have to do the special bot. Right. <sighs> I see your face. Okay, I gotta, I gotta cover your face. I'll turn my okay. own weapon. It's just too much pressure. There you go. It's I turned so it much pressure. I turned it off. Mm. You don't have to worry. <laughs> I can't do it, dude. I have performance anxiety. <laughs> professional player by the way i'm sure renegades are gonna do great at the world stage <laughs> all right can i do it for you can i try that yeah <sighs> bye that was awful man so do you want to do it or not am i in the show or what <laughs> you sounded so soft <laughs> <laughs> all right well i just impersonated you so i guess it's on you now <laughs> Dude, I've gone to the splash screen twice, bro. I'm not coming back a third time. That's all I'm saying. I swear this doesn't normally happen. <laughs> Don't look at chat. I can't do it. Okay. All right. Dude, my neck hurts from laughing. Okay. Bye. Turn off the podcast.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.